Welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In, episode 22. Double twos in 20, the house. 22 was a good year for me. Graduated college, started working at Channel 6. Reality Fun begins times. to kick in a little more uh, at <laughs> those ages. Exactly. <laughs> but but 20, 22 was fun. Partying over there with DJ Zog at Alcazaba oh, wow. and Coral Gables. Wow, when I was 22, uh, I remember on my birthday when I turned 22, I was in a minor league dugout, just signed. <laughs> and uh, So no, no Alcazaba for you? No, it wasn't. Somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> uh, my 22nd birthday... I actually went to, I went to a couple of places, but we ended up at Senor Frogs in Town and Country. Wow! When Town and Country nice looked, looked very a, different than the, there was than it a does now. Nice Senor Frogs in the the Grove. In the Grove. That was a good. That was a great spot. Man, back good, in the day. good time. Six and what was right next to it? Uh, Green Street's right next to it still. Green right? Street's there. Yeah. Wow! Wow! And then Mr. Moe's came out, and Mr. <laughs> Moe's was fun. Senor Frogs. I miss those places, you know? Yeah, I do. There's going to be people that are going to, just like we just reminisce when they listen to the show, they're going to be like, wow, Senor Frogs. There's some good times there. Have you been to the Grove lately? I haven't. I haven't. Completely I, different. I hear it's completely different. Completely different. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, this is where Fat Tuesdays was. Yeah. This is where this was. Not what it used to there. be, huh? Man, those Thursday nights in the Grove back in the that, day. That Let me it. tell you, when my brother was in college, um, you know, my, I have a six-year-old, uh, an older brother by six years. The Grove was started with, with them, and then it carried over into us. And then at yep. some point, it seems like it faded a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. yeah it did. But I, I remember 609, um, Chili Pepper, which then became Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a place to hang out on Thursday nights. Mesanote. Mesanote. <laughs> yep. Fun. No, a lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of fun there in the Grove. So if you, if you guys are listening and you guys have... Uh, <laughs> We're there around that time, you know, hit us up. Let us know where you used to hang out. My, my place, Thursday, 609, free drinks till midnight. Yeah. And, and just, they used to uh, give you whatever. Oh, whatever. You're like, give me, give me, because they will give you four yeah. at a time. Give me four of whatever. Yeah. Tequila sunrise, and vodka sour. And like they usually say, say, like, you know, as time goes, things get better. But the, the people listening that are, you know, sub 30, the Grove was better when in our time. Than oh, it, was. 100%. <laughs> it wasn't your time. Trust us. 100%. <laughs> it was way better. Now you go to Planta and you eat some some vegan meal. Back then it was uh, shots and <laughs> a lot of oh, partying. But we want to thank um, you know there was great music back then in the in the clubs. I remember you know DJ Irie there spinning Ian Grosher, my buddy from from FIU. DJ Zog. <laughs> DJ Zog. It was it was a good time. But speaking of good music, Sammy Love. Uh, you know recuperating already. Um, follow him. Evo Love Music. On social media, the band Radio Stereo is going to be this Sunday at Berry Farms. If you want to go check them out, take your families. Great cover band. Uh, Liana Saronic, she's the uh, the lead singer. Awesome as well. And uh, and uh, Sammy Love also has karaoke's, you know. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. You go sing karaoke, but with a live band. You tell them, hey, I want you to play uh, Black by Pearl Jam. They got you. That steps up a little bit. It's a little bit of a step up there from regular karaoke, right? It does. It feels like you're playing, you know, like your lead singer with a band. That's awesome. That's Great like you're, you're living the dream there. Thank you, Sammy Love, for our music. We love it. And also living the dream is Mike Quintana with Diamond Dreams Miami. Diamond Dreams Miami, ready to go. All We have 16 teams already started. We got one left to get going this Thursday. Wow. Tomorrow, they got their opening day, 70 over there at Palmer. 
and we're rocking and rolling, man. We're going. We're we're getting it going. And we're going to be talking uh, some Diamond Dreams baseball a little later in the show. Also want to promote myself, uh, real estate agent Armando Alvarez here in the South Florida area. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to sell, contact me. I have a listing on 62nd and 161st. Great four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath house. Reach out to me. And also working with a bunch of buyers looking to buy right now. You know when's a good time to buy? Always. Always. Now. Always. Now. Capital letters. Dude, real estate. You talk to investors and they, they're all looking to buy. And those investors make a lot of money. So if you're like, oh, maybe I should wait. No, don't wait. Don't wait. Got the money, go if for I, it. If I would have waited hey. to buy hey. my house, I wouldn't have bought it for... Hey, make an offer. Hey, make an offer. Make an offer. Make an offer. And come visit us at La Carreta. We'll, Anytime. We'll All right. We're Tuesdays. <laughs> We're there Tuesdays. We're Tuesday mornings. We're there. And going back to Diamond Dreams really quick, best wishes to Michelle Barney. She's going to undergo a little procedure, but we wish her nothing but the best. Need her back in that field, man. Yeah. She's uh, first place right now, tied up with Chris. And you know what I love? That last week I mentioned uh, Owen and Harper... And they saw me at uh, <laughs> at practice the next day, and they're like, "Hey, you're the guy in the podcast. You're famous. I heard you. <laughs> you're you famous about us." So they were super happy. Nice man, That's which, awesome. which is awesome. That's awesome. And um, Anderson, my son, hit his first ever home run. First of many. Yeah. Slap one into into left hey, field. Slap one in, into left center. Went into the, the outfield, and that was it. Well cut grass, and that ball's gonna roll, baby. And run the, and the bases. Fu- the funny thing is that I was driving him to to the game in the morning, and I'm like, "Papa, let's get inspired. Let's put some music." and And I put the the song from the final game from the movie Rudy. Nice. And and it was playing, and I told him, "Okay, right at this part of the song, you're hitting the ball into the outfield, and I'm at first base telling you to run, and you're just gonna keep running and running and running, and then when you." Step on home, da, 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 like the, you know, the big, you know, uh, final, you know, part of the song that's all emotional and, and loud. And I'm like, Papa, play this in your head when, when you hit the ball. And, and dude, he, he got to the field and Rock I remember and he saw you Ready and he was go. like, I feel pumped. And he yeah, kept he on, did. you know, touching Ready his to arm and, and dude, it, it played out. Um, um, in my head, it probably, it probably went a little further. <laughs> but, played out perfect. But, dude, it played out perfect. I, First of many. First of the, many. I put the music there on, Very on Instagram. First of many. So, dude, um, I'm excited. And that day, I, I took him to Canes Fest, uh, college baseball, ready to kick off this weekend. I, I went with him oh. to Canes to Fest, um, ran into some friends there. Thank you to Dorian Gonzalez, uh, who was our, our guest last, uh, last week here on, on Up and In. He was there. They had the entire team just sitting on a table, just signing autographs. Anderson nice. got to, you know, experience that. He went to, into into their cages and hit off the tee. Nice, nice. Ran the ran the bases. Then we stayed for the alumni game for for a little bit. So that was a that was a fun event. He was. We saw Jazz Chisholm. Nice. The cover boy. That'll be the show. <laughs> Go get him. He was there, and Anderson like I hit my first home run. He was. I mean, that guy was super nice. Nice. Very nice. I see he him was, making the rounds. I yeah. see him making the rounds, though. I do see that. I see him in a lot of places. I see him in a lot of red carpets. And he's doing his thing, making the rounds. Good for thing. him. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, Look forward know, to I, seeing him play this year. Miami needs superstars. This is a city of, oh, enter Miami. You got Beckham. You know, you got, you know, 2-0 with the Dolphins and Waddle and Tyreek and all that. This is a team that needs a, a superstar. Well, you know, we'll talk about the Marlins in a little bit. But He's not a superstar, though. <laughs> Mando. No, no, no. But you this know, is a team in, yeah, in need of. Yeah, they need a guy, but he's not. Right yeah. now, he's not a superstar. 
But, but just yeah, a but big yeah, name. They need a big they need name. need a name. Yeah. And everybody, every, everybody knows Jazz. Yeah, everybody so. knows Jazz. <laughs> They're going to get to know him now. He's making the round. So, so good Mike, for him. Miami Hurricanes started their season this Friday against Penn State, opening up a three-game series. Nice, nice set 7 right p.m. There. at the light. Um, like I mentioned, Dorian Gonzalez, second baseman. A lot of excitement around the team this season. Joandi Morales, yo-yo. Yep. He's supposed to be a top 15 pick. In in the draft, the guy hit three twenty nine, eighteen jacks, fifty nine ribbies. Yeah, this is a team that has a lot of promise, Mike. Will we see them in Omaha this year? I hope. I hope it'd be it'd be nice to get that you know that culture back in there, and you know I know Gino and JD have been working hard for that. Um, but I think I think they got a nice squad. You know, uh, you know it's it's amazing for me how the the numbers have changed a little bit for what these first rounders have to hit to go in the first round you know 329 18 59 you know remember it, pat no, number? No, i mean <laughs> just you know you know i hit 370 17 and 63 and went in the eighth round so you know i don't know if it's a whole bat thing or maybe the kids are just better now or they were better before i don't know but you know those are solid numbers just you know comparing it to how it was 20 years ago that that wasn't enough yeah, but no, nowadays, I, you know, uh, the bats are different. I guess the kids are better, and I guess the games, I guess the games tougher, and and those are solid numbers. Three twenty nine, eighteen fifty nine. Go get them, yo yo. We'll be there. No, and there's some kids. You know, they they have that um, from the time they they're in high school or go to college. That you know, some scouts just see like an it factor in them because you know you see some guys that get drafted, and you're like, you know, to your point, I'm like. Wait, that's their average. That's how many home runs they have. But the boy, they get to the big leagues and you know and yeah, they, could and, be. They, and they tear it up. Yeah, it could be. But Morales, could you be. know, he's a he's a good player. They they have a nice team and and you know and to your point, like you know Gino, Gino and JD, you know they're they're veterans at coaching now. They deserve and, it, man. They, They've been working hard. They were they there. Deserve it. They deserve. <laughs> they were there. They, they made deserve it to for the kids to respond and the kids to come out and and understand the grand opportunity that they have to play at the University of Miami, you know, the players to play any type of Division One, every day is an opportunity. You know what I mean? And if, if you know, like I said, Gino and JD deserve it. So if the players come out and and, and do what they're supposed to do, then then they're, they're going to get there. But we, you know, that that's the whole thing about the season. You know, it's 60-something games and, you know, Gotta stay committed the whole time. It can't be no no lane de- no no lane deviations like I call oh, them. Yeah. You, know, you gotta stay in your lane. You know, the whole like, time. Do- like Dorian said last last week, he's like it's it's about the work you put in, and and a few people actually reached out to me after listening to the podcast, and they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna I'm gonna talk to my kids about that, you know, because it's it's the work you put in when nobody's watching. That's uh what what matters a lot, you know. You you porque todo mundo tiene que ir a la práctica, you know. If you don't go to the practice, Gino's going to bench your ass, you know? But what do you do separately? What do you do to prepare for yourself mentally? And, and you know, and, and, I, and I have a question for you uh, with that, but a really quick, also Friday, 6.30, debuting FIU against George Mason. FIU. I'll be there. I'm going to be there with, with Anderson. Uh, the Pulido brothers will be there with, with their kids. Um, trying nice to get my park, brother to, to go. Such a nice park there. I wish and a nice little atmosphere. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's solid. Uh, come on, Rory will be there. Duque is going to be yeah, there. Yeah, they got their boys playing there, so yeah, it's going to be so nice. Th- dude, three major leaguers. Yeah. That yeah. have their kids there. We have yeah. a, a, a Duquecito, a Orlando Jr., son of a Duque, Dante Girardi, son of Joe Girardi. Yep. And we got Joel Pinedo Jr. 
Joel yeah. Pinero was an excellent pitcher. And in the bigs, Rich Witten comes in, first year, first year head coach. And going back to these opening days, Mike, you know, how was it for you? First day, you know, first day of uh of the season, you know, you you started at FIU, obviously you started the practices with then, you know, coach Danny Price. And then finally, hey, this Friday, Mike. Yeah. First, first game for you, colleg yeah. collegiate. You know, for me, believe it or not. I only started in one opening day at FIU, which was my senior year, you know, and my freshman year, I came off the bench. My sophomore year, I came off the bench and my junior year, I didn't start playing till about like, you know, 11 games in or something like that. Um, but it, opening days for me were always very exciting. It, it was a day of perfection for me from the way I woke up to the way I ate, to the way I felt, to the way, the time I had to get to the field, to my pregame routine. I was very detailed in that. But my first real opening day, my senior year, was exciting, man. Just being in that lineup, hitting third. And, um, you know, not only getting that opening day win, but, man, I went deep my second at-bat. I don't know if you remember. My second at-bat of the year, I hit a ground ball the first, my first at-bat against a 10th-round pick, a Montehilga, a Bethune Cookman. And, uh, you know, second at-bat, we went dead center. And that was a special moment. You know, I have it on video. My family was there. That's awesome. Um and that was, you know, that kind of being my senior year and being my only opening day start, it was kind of like... That was, already back, for, at, that was already back, back at, at, the, back the at FIU, yeah. Because the year before we had Homestead. played in Homestead. So, um, very special moments. And then when I got to pro ball, you know, the opening days in pro ball are a little different. They felt a little different. You know, I don't know if there's that much team camaraderie at the beginning as there is in college. Um, but they're always very exciting for me, very nervous, you know, anxiety. And then, you know, it kind of like tapers off the closer you get, you know, into stepping in that box. And then you kind of just let your ability take over. But uh, I loved opening days. They're special. And I, I try to make them as special as we can for our kids and, and get them to understand what opening days are. And they're special, man. They're real special. You only get one, you know? Yeah, no, and it's, uh, you know, just opening day, period. Even even in, you know, Little League, you know, th throughout just throughout your, your baseball career, that, that first day just hits different. And obviously, championship games hit <laughs> different too. Oh yeah. But yeah, those opening days, you know, you you get there. That's like you know your the first impression you're gonna make on on the season, you know. And and they they always say you know there's only one you only get one chance to make a first impression. That's yeah. you know opening day. Some people don't start hot, but yeah. and, you know some people do. And you know on the coaching side, on the manager side, you know opening day is kind of like the first day where you kind of see what you've been kind of putting together. You know, I always try to leave a four or five game cushion to be able to move players around and stuff like that, because sometimes, you know, what you think you saw in practice is not what you're you see in the game because, you know, you know, you go to your practices and, and you know, you put in your work on your own, and you do all that stuff. And it's important that it translates, you know, into the game. You know what I mean? Um, so some players, like you said, it doesn't translate right away for some. It translates a little bit later. But that's how you roll the dice in baseball. You know, as a player, you know, you're expected to start the season ready to go. And as a coach, you know, it gives them an opportunity to kind of lay the foundation on where you are in day one. So how you about know? like a first-year coach like Rich Witten comes to comes to FIU, takes over a team that that played below expectations yeah. last year, you know, which is why they, they made the change. You know, how, how important is an opening day? Because, yeah, like he, he's gotten to know the team, but – you know, through practices, through spending time together, but now it's a it's a whole different ball game when when that you know that first pitch goes goes through. Opening day wins are 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 very important, especially in my opinion, being in a situation like they're in. 
Like he wants to come in and kind of like make an impact. And he wants to, you know, say, hey, we're here, you know. Um, you know, we have these players. We have this, you know, at the end of the day, they got three players in our roster that have bloodlines, major league bloodlines, which is huge. Was that him that brought them or were those people here already? No, they were okay. They were here so already. So that, 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 that guy who did that is still working at the school or no? Do we know? Because that was a great move. You know, I hope they didn't get rid getting, of that guy. Getting the big names. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a great move. And not just that, you got the bloodlines there. And um, and I think for them to come out and get an opening day W and, and kind of make a little bit of noise and, and stamp it a little bit, I think it's huge. It's more important for him. No, and, and you know, the, the the names, Girardi, Duque, you know, Pinedo, th those kids are going to get an, an, like an extra, you know, set of eyes on them because of the bloodline. So... The Immediately, like without anything, like FIU is gonna have some eyes on them just because of these guys. Just because of the those names. three guys are gonna get drafted. Now it's just a matter of where. Okay, some team somewhere is gonna draft Girardi's son. Trust me. Somewhere that's gonna take a Duca's son. Trust me. You know, so it's just a matter of 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 where. So, though, when when those scouts come to look at them. They already know someone's drafting them. It's just a matter of where, where do we want them, where do we want to get them. And the amount of opportunity that opens up for all the other players and the opposing teams is huge. And like oh, I said, absolutely. whoever did that, I, I hope he's still working there because that, that, was, that was a great recruiting move. That was smart. That was very good. And, you know, go, going back to, um, to your days at FIU, how do, how do those teams compare to, to some of the teams now? And I'm just talking in, in general, like, you know, not only FIU, but Canes, other teams in, in college baseball. Man, you, you guys had some nice teams those yeah, years. We had a lot of pro ball guys. We had a lot of big leaguers. You know, you know, my, you know, I played with a couple left-handed pitchers, Edwin Franco. Edwin Franco Remember was Edwin Franco so good. And Willie Collazo. Yeah. Okay, those guys could beat anybody in the country. Well, who was the right-hander? You, right uh, you had Raul Garcia. Raul Garcia. Wowie, which, which on any day... I actually ran into him the other day, but on any day between his fastball and his changeup, that guy can beat anybody. It was nasty. And then, you know, we had some, you know, we had some other guys. You know, you had Brad Eldred. Yeah. Who hit, you know, big, 30 big, home big runs dude. there. You know, you know, myself, you had some big-time college players. You know, you had Luis Rivera that was on our show. That was a big-time shortstop there, got yeah. drafted. So Luis Fernandez, yeah, home so, run hitter. You know, yeah, so, you know, Luis Fernandez. I don't know if you remember Luis Fernandez. Luis awesome. Fernandez is the best, and I hope he <laughs> listens. You know, he's got a kid who's playing ball, and. And he's the best right-handed hitter, college right-handed hitter I've ever seen. And I'm talking about, like, best I've seen. I was my freshman year. That guy was unbelievable. You know, he had 24, 25 home he runs. He broke Lowell's like record. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, Mike Lowell played here. That yeah. It's interesting. But I, I, our 2001 team, I would put them up against any team any year in the country. Any team. You know, any, any of them. You know, that team was really good. Um, you know, we, we made it tough for Pryor when we went to the Super Regional. Gave him a little bit of a hard time there in the fourth. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that 2001 team, we could put him up against anybody and would have been in good shape. Who was the other guy? Um, Al Alfonso, no? Um, Gus Alfonso, yeah. Yes. Came from Miami, yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, player, went to Columbus. Were, yeah. Those were, those were names, solid man. squads. Big names. You know, even you look back at the U yeah, UM squads back in the days, so those Manny Crespos, yeah. those Bobby Hills, those Pat Burles, those Jason Michaels. Ryan I don't Braun. Know, man, I don't know. Like, I, I that might have been the best college team I've <laughs> ever seen, but but um, it's strong. It's interesting. Yeah, no, they, they they there was a lot of talent, and and you know, and and baseball has changed a bit, you know, since since you played, and 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 you know, and and the way the way that we played growing up, you know, we've talked about this. Ad nauseum, you know, with with guests, with with Omar, with Espy, um, you know, it's just 
changed. Like there, there's there's differences to the way people approach, to the way people hit, to the way people, you know, just go about pitch count, et cetera, et cetera. You know, how much do you think that's changed the way? Like, like, a, like, a, I guess like a, I remember Edwin Franco going yeah. deep into games. Yeah, real deep. Real deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot more information out there now, and there's the information is broken down in a lot of different ways, and accessing this information is very easy. You can follow a million people on YouTube. You can follow a million people on, on social medias, you know, to get this information. Now, it's up to you to decipher what it is that, that you feel kind of works and what doesn't work. You know, I've gotten some pushback from some parents in the academy before in the past with certain things that they've heard or said. And then, you know, we've had a conversation with them and kind of explained to it to them the way that the kind of the way I see it, but always based on a conversation. But, you know, there is a lot of information out there. I think that, um, you know, information with a good, trustworthy coach is good. And, you know, if you got a shady coach, then keep your eye out and use that information with them. But, you know, I think that if you're in good hands, I think. I think you're in good shape, but I think the information, I think it's a bit much sometimes. You'll be in YouTube. Much, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, like, you know, Edwin Franco, I, you know, Edwin Franco, I mean, I mean, he weighed 120 pounds, lefty. Um, and he was uh, so good. Sent me to the hospital when I was a freshman, lefty on lefty facing him, and he hit my wrist. No big deal. Um, but the guy was nasty, you know, and, and I remember him, like, con la lengua fuera at the end of the games. Like, you know, I remember him telling my dad, la si sacaba la lengua, like, you know, and explotado, you know, like, just done. Bro, yeah. Running that pitch count up. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's got a feel, feel for it, I guess. You know? Yeah, you know, like, like we, we it's it's a balance, you know, and like we, we've said, it's a balance between the information that's out there y también, you know. How, you how he's dealing, if the guy's dealing, and and I think he w one of the years he 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 beat Miami like in a three yeah. two game, yeah, 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 yeah. two Nasty, one yeah. and something like that. Yeah, he was really good, man. He had a really good changeup, really good, and uh, you know those those teams were stacked. They had a lot of pitching. So obviously FIU this year has a fresh start, fresh start, new coach, you know, again, new, new approach, <laughs> again, <laughs> again. Man, like you played there, you were part of the good teams. You know, we we want to see FIU do good. As you know, as as someone who who went there and graduated and called their their games when 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 you were playing, I want to see them do great. I want to see, see them, them do, go back to. I want to see them go back to where we were. Exactly. So you know, they've struggled. They made that change. What 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 should what do you, in your eyes, seeing it from you know now from the outside, what what can FIU do to to get back? Because like you said, you know. They need more fans. They need more people out there. Like, what can they do to bring back the fans to to just better that program? Period. I'm on. I don't know what the culture is there as far as the way they train and the way they work. Okay, but let me tell you something about the way it was back in the day. Okay, with Lou Danine as our strength coach. Okay, if he said 5 a.m., we had to be there at 5 a.m. and we lifted heavy. There was no light reps. If you worked out light, you got made fun of. Okay, we lifted heavy. We did heavy squats. We did heavy biceps. We were trying to gain weight. We were trying to get muscle size. We were stretching. We were running. You know, our, our pregame stretch, he would come out with one of his staff and they would do the extra stretching because we were all lifting heavy. You know, and we were, I just felt like we were just like a bunch of savages. Like we just, we loved the weight room. You know, Sunday mornings when we have those, those 12 o'clock games, well, we're in the weight room at 8.30 a.m. Heavy, lifting heavy, 
you know, so I don't know what the culture is. So as far as like the players go and how much extra work, like we always had extra work. We always had early BP. We always had late BP. Like I don't know what they're putting in there. You know, I don't know what they're putting in the tank. Um, and as far as getting the, the fans out there, you got to win, man. You know, you got to win. You know, I like to see the school, maybe with the dorm, start offering some meals to those students. Say, hey, you know, come to the game, get a ticket in the four, in the first, stay through the fifth, get yourself dinner on the way out. I don't know, something, but they have 50,000 students at that game. They can get 1,000 there every day. They can't, even if it's for free with your student ID, but they have to make a push. But they haven't made a push for 20 years because it was the same way when I was there. But they need to make a push. But to make that push, you know, I don't know what department or whom has to make that push, but they need a big push. Yeah, because it's a, it's a nice place, good, you know, good location, you know, like, like this for this weekend. I, I, I just called a couple of friends and I'm like, vamos. And, and not, not only that, but for the players, you're going to get more out of the players when a full house. It's just oh, the way absolutely. it is. Players are excited. Players like to play in front of people, they like to play in front of their friends. They like to do things. You know, they, they like to have their hair cut. They like to have their shoes clean. They like those things. But they like to do those things in front of fans. So having fans out there brings out the best of the player. So it's in their best interest to get these people out there. Look, I went to opening day last year for, for them, and then I went to the Canes the next day. Man, like, in, like, the fourth inning... I took Anderson. We were sitting almost behind home plate. I took Anderson to the third base side. Completely different. And went up to the general admission. Dude, it was empty. And Duque was sitting there by himself. Solito. Solito. Like, in the corner, yeah. nobody bothering him. Yeah. We sat up there. You know, you could see the field better. And then I went up to him, and I'm like, Oye, you know, Duque, was there una foto con Chamaco? Can you take a picture with my son? So you see, boom, took the picture with a Duque. Awesome. But, dude, opening, opening day, the... You know, at at, le at least and 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 go online. The tickets are are cheap. Yeah, and no, you know, and if yeah. you're a student, you you should get incentivized to yeah, go to you know absolutely. a little section like they do for the for the yeah. basketball games. Yeah, or find some sponsors for some food or something. I don't know, but I mean, it, it should be easy to get okay thousand people there. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that difficult. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be. You know, but, but listeners out there, just you know, pick pick if you're Canes, FIU. Go, go this Friday. It's a nice time. 6.30 at, yeah, at FIU, yeah. 7 o'clock at Mark yeah. Light. Pick well, one. There's games during the weekend. And let go, me tell you take something. Your kids. You know, these games are great for kids to go to watch. 100%. You sit there next to your, next to your son, you know, your, your kids, your husband, wife, whatever, and you're going to educate the kid on what's going on in those games. And, you know, FIU, you know, FIU, UM's got a nice setup, but I like the FIU setup. You're high, you know, you're like real high, real close. And you can put those kids in that front row, <laughs> you know, without a problem. Um, I recommend pick any game, try to show up three, four, five innings if you can. Like when I was little, um, we used to have dinner at the house. My dad would look at the schedule, it was 7 15. Uh, my dad's like, oh, hey, juego en 20 minutos, vamos. And we would go to the FIU game, watch five, six innings back when the field was backwards, and then we'd go home. So, you know, I know all about that, man. It's, it's a great, great environment, great, great opportunity. No, and I tell people it's intimate, you know, at, at Delight or at FIU. The mascot's going around, taking pictures with the kids. The kids love that. There's a ton of foul balls. Yep. After the game, after yep. the game, once you're walking out, look in the grass. I found a, an yep. FIU baseball and I gave it yep. to Anderson. Absolutely. So it's, it's just easy. At the Canes game last year, a guy came up to us. Hey, here's a ball for yep. your kid. Anderson took the ball. Dude, it's just a, a, nice, a nice time, you know, without... You know, having to take your kid to, hey, Marlins games are are awesome, 
but it's a huge stadium. This is intimate, you know, nice time with your with your family. Take your kids. I'll be there at, at the FIU game on on Friday. If you see me, come up to me, say what's up, and, and enjoy the game. Absolutely. And I Mike, think it's a great idea. Aside from college baseball, man, that's it. Like high school baseball starting. Everything that's it. We're in the mix. MLB, Everything. the World Spring Baseball Classic. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. Spring Football's training over. games starting next week. We're that's back. It. We're back. Are we gonna make a trip? We're gonna do a little drive. We should. 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 On a weekday, pick pick one of the places. I drop I'll, off the kids and let's go. There's plenty of spring training to <laughs> to go see here in uh in Florida. You know the Marlins are an hour and a half away at yep. Roger Dean. Yep. You have many Fenway over in, in Fort Myers. Yep. The Indians are there also. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just some, some some nice places to go to, man. And, and spring training, again, to my point, intimate. My best memories of baseball were at Bobby Maluto Stadium, Miami Stadium, with my dad, Yankees against the Orioles spring training. And the players were right there signing autographs. You want to get up close and personal with the players? Spring training. Spring training. That's where it's at. Spring training. Oh, a lot of players, I mean, you know, also in, in spring training, they like to put in the time with the fans there, you know, early. They're back, you know, like to do their thing. Um, it's a great opportunity. I met Eddie around. Murray. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ricky Henderson. Never know who you're going to meet. Dude, awesome. It's such, a, it's such a great time. And, yep. and, you know, to get up close and personal to the players, see them up close, sit Sit in seats that you wouldn't, you know, yep. you may not be able to to sit, yep. you know, during the big games because all the season ticket holders already bought those. It's and, just a good time. And do something different. Do something different. It's just fun. And then, obviously, the the World Baseball Classic, that's right around the corner, too, yeah. here at, uh, at uh, Lone Depot Park. Yep. Ready to go. If you need tickets, let me know. I got every game. But uh, we're super excited for World Baseball Classic, man. Those rosters are better. Better lineup. Rack. <laughs> USA or Dominican? Oh, it's tough, man, huh? That's tough. That's a tough one. We posted it the other day on on our Instagram. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at those lineups, nah, and I'm like, stacked, I don't dude. know what to tell you. you Got to really pitch to them. <laughs> that's tough, dude. Those are nasty, yeah, nasty, tough, nasty tough, lineups, tough, man. Tough, tough. That's when you realize how much talent there. You know, I I would love, 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 love in in the future. You know, to see a a major league Cuban team, yeah. When yeah, when the course, Cuban team isn't absolutely. run by absolutely. by the communist regime of over course, there, of course, man. That'd be yeah, a good time. hey, represent Cuba. Absolutely. All the all the Cuban players. No, and you, know, you get you these see... guys to go manage. The Duca can go manage. Exactly. His brother can be the pitching coach. You know, a lot of opportunity there That'd for be these great. Cuban players. And I would love know? to see a rise again in Puerto Rican talent. You know, yeah. Uh, man, we were talking to Luis Rivera. But those teams with Bayerga, with Robbie Alomar, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pudge, yeah. Juan Gonzalez, dude. Yeah, like, stacked to the rack. Stacked. Yeah. Stacked. I, it I would seems like, to like the Puerto, Puerto Rico's is all shortstops now. Baez, Lindor, Correa, all shortstops. Yeah, everybody plays shortstop. <laughs> you know? But what's, what's, your, what's your prediction for, well, one, for the, for the Classic and also for the World Series? Because now's the time for predictions because, yeah – after we go through a little bit, you know, not that it becomes easy. It's 162 games, but if I told you, Mike, put your your money where your mouth is. Who who, who do you pick this year? To go to the World Series or to win it? To go to, to go. the World Series. Okay. In the National League, right now, at this moment in time, right now, I'm gonna put my money on the Philadelphia Phillies. Let me tell you why. The signing of Trey Turner, and they're in a position where at the trade deadline, they're gonna make a big splash. They're gonna make a big one. A big one. They're going to acquire a pitcher. They're going to acquire somebody. 
And in the National League, I'm going to ride that Philadelphia Philly horse, man. That's what I'm going to ride right nice. now. If it changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> but as of right now, I'm, I'm riding the Phillies, man. I think Castellanos is going to come out. He didn't have that good of a year last year. But I think he's going to come out and rake this year. And I think they're going to be the team to beat. And in the American League, we have to go to New York, man. I'm going to ride that horse. I'm going to ride that horse in the town, that $6 billion horse. I'm going to ride it in the town. And, uh, man, I'd love to see a Philly Yankee. Oh, my God, that would be man, awesome. Man, it's, um, you know, for – I worked in TV and radio and media a long time. And you go and see, you know, First Take and all that with Stephen A. And you see the other one, con Shannon Sharp and, and Come Basura, Skip Bayless. And they tell you, man, you guys got to disagree and yell at each other. And that's what creates content. But, bro, I can't do that. I, I agree with you 100% yeah. on on both, actually. Man, yeah. the, the, the Phillies, yeah. you know, Harper undergoes that surgery, but he's still going to be able to hit. Remember, there's a yeah. DH now in, 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 oh. both, in both leagues. Um, and then I got to go with the Yankees, man. That rotation, yeah. Ro Rodon, I've been telling people, I think he's going to win between 18 to 22 games this year. I'm a big fan. I've, I've loved him for, for years. I've, I've been wanting him to be a Yankee for years, and now he's a Yankee. Gary Cole still there. Nestor Cortez, who's a little banged up now, he's not going to participate in the Classic, but he's going to be fine for the season. Severino, another year removed from um, from his surgery, you know, did pretty good last year. Mm -hmm. What Frankie Montes is going to show up, you know, he's going to miss some games to start the season. You still got a few other pitchers and, and going, you know, what, what you said about the Phillies, plays with the Yankees too. Yeah. Trade deadline. They have yeah. some pieces to move for a solid Pitcher. And their GMs are big time. Okay. Dombrowski, right? Dombrowski. Dombrowski. Probably the best the, the in the best. game. The and best. Cashman. Well, you know, he's a Yankee. I don't think Cashman's <laughs> the best, but I think Dombrowski's the man. Um, and they have owners that are willing to spend money. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which is, which is big time. Um, you know, and, and they're hungry, man. <laughs> Listen, Philadelphia, man, they're hungry, man. Listen, I know they lost the Super Bowl, and I know that they lost the World Series, but that and town, the, but that the MLS town, Cup too. but yeah, and the MLS Cup, but that town must be the electric right now, Mando. Yeah, like I was telling you know my wife the other day, I was like, man, I'd love to be there, all like the, just for the all their you know, teams like are the good electricity, and and they're so into it. You know what I mean? Happy for them, man. Real and they had the greatest. Obviously, I'm playing around with the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, Rocky Balboa. Oh, <laughs> but they did. did have Joe Frazier, who, sure who, who ended up beating sure Muhammad did. Ali. You had, you know, Bernard Hopkins, a great, you know, great, the fighting city of Philadelphia, they call it. Yep. But I got to go with the Yankees to win it this year. Yeah. I think, I think it, be good. the funk is going to be broken. And, and listen, World Series or bust. Boone doesn't win the World Series this year. See ya. He's got to be gone. Got to be gone. And then let's see. Let's see what the what the Marlins do. And, you know, talking about the Marlins, uh, uh, NL East, there were some rumors. I, I texted uh, Coach Eric because I know Coach Eric's big into into baseball. And I go, dude, there's rumors that Acuna's not happy. You know, they told him, hey, you can't participate in the World Baseball Club. They took it back. They took it back. And then uh, a Braves um, beat writer says, no, there's nothing nothing to see here. Everything's fine. If it was fine, they wouldn't have taken back saying, hey, you can't play in the World Baseball Classic. Obviously, there was pushback there by by, by Acuna. Uh, they said he's, uh, you know, according to the rumors, and this is somebody that, 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 that I follow on Twitter who's been pretty accurate on a lot of things. Um, the guy's unhappy with, with his contract. He's unhappy with, with so the Braves organization. Irreparable. Is he going to play in the World Baseball Classic? Yes. He, he finally is. So they're, they said yes. They said yes. So he missed the whole year injury. And then he's going to come back now and play this year. 
and coincidentally, based on the timing, it happens to be that the World Baseball Classic is here. And, and the organization, the, at, right? League. And the organization at first probably didn't want him to play in either of those. They wanted him to nope. come to spring training because they're giving him the money. I see nothing wrong with that. Them telling him he can't play. I see nothing wrong with that. The guy just came off an injury where he, he didn't play all year. Season. He didn't play all yeah. year. You know what I mean? So, and then the year before they won without him, right? So, um, you know, I have no no issue with that now. If he's giving pushback and and now he wants out, maybe a couple words were exchanged, stuff like that, that may have happened, and he doesn't like his contract, dude, he's got a super team-friendly deal. Yeah. He signed like a $100 million deal, eight-year deal or something like that. You know, but that's that's on him, though, and his agent. Yep. You know what I mean? That's on him and his agent. Like, that's not for him to now take out on the team. So he's got to clean that up. As far as organizations tell him he can't play, I don't have an issue with that. Um, and as far as him giving pushback and having his opinion on the way he wants to do things, I don't have an issue with that either. And the line, they're going to meet somewhere in the middle. And if maybe the parties are unhappy now, then that's the way these things part. That's the way these things work out. But I have no problems with anybody's decisions in that in that, in that situation. If he wants a trade, you know, and I was talking to, to um, Coach Eric about this, you know, that, yes, there's prospects and all that. And I, and I go, what if, what if San Diego unhappy with Tatis? Braves unhappy with Acuna. Yeah. That's a pretty even trade. Yeah, it's a pretty even trade, you know. That's a that's a nice swap. You guys um, want a fresh start? Here you want go. a fresh start, here you go. But you know, you know, listen, players players get unhappy all the time with things. Yeah. I don't know? see the and Braves. This kid happens to be you know, this kid happens to be in a situation where he's a baller and he's on a cheap price. And I would find it very hard to believe that the Braves are just going to be based on this little disagreement are just going to get rid of them like that. Not with that type of deal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's there's players, you know, that then they get the, the, como se llama, the, the um, la mala fama, right, of being un explotado. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and look, you know, maybe, maybe, like you said, it probably did happen. Somebody leaked it. Everything gets leaked these days. Maybe, yeah, they're, they're back on, on good terms. But, man, does it... Does it suck for a lot of players to be known as an explotado? You know, the guy causing causing some some ruckus where, where maybe, you know, to your point, like the team's just looking out for their investment, your best interest on being, and then they probably told them, oh, bueno, you want to play for the World Baseball Classic? Yeah. Be my guests. Yeah. Play. I mean, I, I just, you know, um, like I said, every every everybody in that, in that decision-making process there is a responsible adult now. You know what I mean? So organizations got to hold their grounds. Players want to hold their grounds, things they want to do. And, you know, and if and there's disagreements, then that's what it is. You know, it sucks because um, it's all about perception for the players around him. Now Now he gets traded and then, oh, he maybe had a problem in Atlanta. And then right. and then maybe you, it, the problem wasn't you, but then you have a problem where you're at now. And then, oh, you know, he's had a problem at two organizations. You know, and, and, and it just sucks. It sucks. Yeah, and he's so young and he's so talented. He's so good. You know, I just wish that um, players w that are very vocal would just put their head down and, and, and just get after it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, you're just, you're a player. Like, yeah, you're, you're a badass, but you're a player. Like, you know? I, I, don't, I don't know how it was with your own Mad Mike, but my dad was a big fan of Los Calladito. My dad loved, Absolutely. loved Rafi Palmero yeah. because he goes, Palmero no dice nada. 
calladito. Until he bye. went to Congress. Until he Until went to Congress. <laughs> But while, while he played calladito, he would go, just do his yep. business, hit 300, hit 30 jacks, yep. 100 yep. ribbies. In Baltimore. And that's it. In Baltimore, Happiest in Texas. And, the, you know, it began with the Cubs. Yep. You know, and, and the other token, Canseco, yeah. 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 you know, yeah. the, the head bob, yeah. the, the pictures. The problems with <laughs> with yeah. the wife, Ahí, the way, Ocado, that, the way that, that they don't realize that those small decisions and little things and that happen, the implications that they can have later on in life, man. You know what I mean? It sucks about what happened to Palmero, man. Like sucks, he should have just kept his mouth shut because that guy, especially here, bro, was a legend, dude. Like I love Palmero. But going to embarrass himself with that. Shouldn't you know? Damn, that was a stain, man. I wish he wouldn't have done that. And Miguel Tejeda, Tejada, and and dude, my my wife Anna for my birthday last year actually bought me one of those cameos. You know that they send you a message with Palmero. Oh, that's cool. Palmero, you know, sent me a message there, and I, and and I was like, man, like yeah, you know, she coordinated with my brother. And my brother's like, look, out of these players here, my 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 brother liked Palmero a lot. You know, dude, over three thousand hits, mm -hmm. over five hundred home runs. Yep. Yep. Numbers wise, he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. The way he played, one of the nicest swings mm -hmm. in in baseball. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah, just took the wrong approach that day. Just took the wrong approach, man. Took the wrong approach that day. You know what I mean? That's okay. That happens, man. You know that that happens. You know sometimes. You know, Ralphie, we still love you. Emotions, feelings come into play, and you yep. you kind of uh, show your ass a little bit. It's happened to all of us. Yep. Okay, and you just gotta fix it. But hey, even the guys yeah. that went that day and said nothing, they're still yeah. not forgiven. Yeah, not forgiven. That whole that whole era got stained, man, and yeah. it sucks. And you sucks. know how how I feel about it. I think they yeah. should all be in. But hey, you know that's just me. That's just it. Um, going back to you know the Acuna thing, you know they the the way that the team runs things, right? At Diamond Dreams Miami, <laughs> Mike Mike runs it. Your academy, Mike Quintana, Mike Quintana runs, runs, it. runs it. That's that's it. that's your academy. Mike that's your academy, man. Like you know you. I, I see you, man. You work hard. You're, you have a button. This year, you have a, a lot of teams, a lot of kids, a lot of players. Diamond Dreams is growing right before your eyes, my eyes, everybody's eyes. Man, when when you set up these teams, you know, and, and I, I, this year I've been, or this season, I've been way more involved with you because, you know, we're doing this together, um, you know, the podcast. Um, I'm a volunteer coach. You know, La Carreta we, we, on Tuesdays. We had the, La on Tuesdays. We, we had the draft. You know, and and sometimes you know I'll meet you've you. You've met my mom <laughs> many many times. <laughs> Beautiful person, love her. Um, and and you know, and I've gone and ate lunch with you while you're going. You know, and of course. so I, I see the process, man. I see the what what you do, and when you put all this commitment into it, and you set up these teams, and you order the uniforms, and you set this up all nice, and a few days before the season, somebody calls you and says like, "Hey, we're we're out." A call would be nice. A call would be we're out. <laughs> a call would be great. Hey. Yeah, man, it, it puts you know it puts things that happen a little bit. A couple, a couple of teams on this T-ball instructional league. You know, you you know you collect their deposit and you get their uniform, and and then some people just disappear, man. Just disappear, and and uh, and they'll show up. They went underwater. They're somewhere now, but they'll they'll pop up somewhere. You know what I mean? And they'll reach out. But you know, we're we're four games in, and and there's a couple of people that that were ready to go. I mean, ready to go, and and they're not a. They just disappeared, and it's tough because, you know, you, you train these kids for a while, so you try to, you know, make these teams even. So now you had the teams even, and then now you have to kind of fill it with a rookie or a kid who's not experience. So it kind of offsets things, but luckily here, you know, we got enough players. 
yeah, we're able to fill them in and we're able to rock and roll. There's kids that you know want I mean? that want that position. Yeah. If if one person doesn't want it, some somebody else you know wants it, and and we have a rookie now on on our team. You know, and I, I spoke to I spoke to the mom, and I I told her, hey, there's this opportunity, take it. It's fun. You know, your your kid's gonna play with a, a you know some kids that are at the same school that that he plays with, and in the rookies, he's gonna have a good time. And and more importantly, man, like the volunteer coaches. Some buena gente. They want they want the kids to you know to succeed. You know your coaching staff. They want the kids to succeed. He's gonna have a great time, and he, and this kid had his first game this this past weekend, and he and he did great, and 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 the parents loved it, yep. and they called me and you know they thanked me and they told me hey you know thanks, thanks for you know for pushing us because it, it was a lot of fun, so you know si uno no quiere la posición, somebody somebody else it. wants it, it, but. How detrimental could that be to a kid? Because you know they they make friends. You know they're ready for the season. You know, yes, I get it. They're they're little kids. Some some kids, you know, go to the parents and say, "Hey, mom, dad, I don't want to play." And look, I get it. You know, at, at this age, I, I I still think that you know four, five, even six. Some kids still don't know what they want. There's some kids that are ballers and they want to be out there. You know, I'm talking about Bryce Vela. I'm talking about Owen and and Harper. These kids that that you could tell that they like, you know, breathe and sleep and bleed baseball. I was like that at four. I was like that. Um, but but how detrimental is that? You know, it's just a fun, spend it as a fun time with your friends. Like these kids should be have. You know, I tell the kids have fun. These are your friends. Cheer on your teammates. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I think a lot of that, you know, it's got to come from the parents, you know what I mean? You know, what's it going to take for, for your child to get engaged? You know, how are you going to prepare them on the way to the game? You know, how are you going to get them to be as, as well-behaved? You know, as for me, when that happens, like, you know, and I see it, whenever you see me, like, kind of walk on the field and go behind the kid and kind of, like, get him ready and you see me talking to him, I got to take that opportunity to kind of explain to him, listen, you need to be ready. The ball can go anywhere. You have to move. You're involved in every play. You, this is your area. You know, you kind of explain to them the importance. But, Amando, it takes time. Like, not every kid, you know, comes out of the womb and starts nope. playing baseball at two or three or four, nope. and then they love it, and they love it. And they, no, man, you know, like, the kids give pushback all the time. But, you know, we're going to stay the course with that. But it's important for the, the parents to stick with it. You know, I've seen kids who have not wanted to play. All of a sudden, they want to play every day. I've seen kids that have played every day that now don't play ball anymore. Hey, so is your son still playing? No, he's not. He's done. He stopped playing. Oh, okay, you know. You know what I mean? So you never you know, know. You never know. But if you want your kid to play baseball, put him in the league, commit to the league, finish the league, and the bumps and bruises you take on the way with the focus and all of that stuff, you just got to deal with it. You know, you got to grow with it. You got to push it. You know, I deal with it with my daughters and dance. Yeah. You know, you got you to you figure it out, you know. And look, the, like, like I said, these kids are little. You know, and and I've seen it with with my team. One day they get there and they're cheery, ready to play. The other, the next day they're <laughs> they come in a mood. They're crying. The other day, you know, they're they're not paying attention. It just happens. You know, they're they're yeah. kids. But but yeah, I agree with you. Like you know, stick with it. You know, I I, I see them sometimes say it during the game. Again, stick with it. You know, they're they're. they're it, it's just keeping them keeping them engaged. You know, I, I said the story. I, I played music for Anderson this Saturday. That seemed to get them pumped. You need to explore different ways of doing it. Of course. And, and like you said, hey, you know, oh, no, my kid isn't, you know, isn't the best right now at five. I don't think. No, 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 no. Hey, 
I some of the so, best players I I played dude, with such a long when they road. were that little, they were they were okay. Such a okay. long road. And then later on, you know, some of them played minor league baseball. Such a long road. Listen, ba- you're not road. you're not putting your kid in baseball for him to immediately have the path Correct. of being a major leaguer. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not like you're putting your kid in baseball because you want him to do a sport activity, an outdoor activity with some discipline, with some discipline. exercise to learn a new tool to learn a new fundamental, yep. to make friends, and to be a part of a team and to be a part of something. Just because your kid's registered in baseball doesn't mean that he has to be the best one. He has to give his best. He doesn't have to be the best one. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that whole thing, of, oh, I don't know. Because, no, man, just if you want your kid to play baseball, put him in baseball and deal with the bumps and bruises along the way, and eventually it's going to iron out. Well, yeah, I got really good players on – on our team, you know, Noah Hiro, two home runs the other day too. I got to yep. mention him. But I also have a couple of the rookies. Okay, you know, just a little play here and there m- makes me happy, man, because oh, they're yeah. coming out to ball. Yeah, man. You know, and again, we're three, four games in, and and um, and you know, kids are gonna begin to get it. Whoever on opening day thought that that's what how it was gonna be has no clue. Game seven, eight, nine, ten, you're gonna see some big changes. And before we wrap up, Mike, Super Bowl, Chiefs win. Where, where does Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, rank among the best? Three out of the last four Super Bowls, he's been there. He's won two. Yeah. The guy's a stud. Yeah, he's already he's already entrenched. That he has, has got to be a top dog, you know. Um, he's got a long way to go. You know, what he did with that injury. You know, I always wonder what kind of drugs they gave him, bro. Because that, he came back from the locker room. He came back like, like a lion, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, 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 I was not happy with the ending. Right, uh, the holding on. I, I wasn't happy with Brad, it. Bradbury. Um, I wasn't happy with it. I, I understand referees have calls to make, and I understand that there's a whole flip side of this where the other side would say, oh, but a call is a call, and I get it 150, 50, 50, 50%. But if there's a scale from 1 to 10 of holds, 1 being the weakest and 10 being the strongest, <laughs> that's a 1. Yeah, that was okay like because it did th- not affect three at it did best. not affect anything of the route. I agree with LeBron James. It did not affect anything of the route, and uh, the throw was off by twenty feet. Yeah, you know what I mean. So a lot of factors there, but hey, congrats to the Chiefs. You got it done. Good job. Congratulations. You won. It was a great game, and and how special is Jalen Hurts? You know, he had that big fumble that led to a touchdown. But dude, the kid, you know, he he got he got drafted that same draft class as Burrow, Herbert, Tua, and he goes out leads. The Eagles to the Super Bowl, phenomenal team. They were a juggernaut of an, of an offense, and he and he looked terrific in the Super he Bowl. He looked too. terrific. I think that if that call is not made and Philadelphia gets the ball back with that time remaining, I think the Philadelphia Overt- are the, are going, the Super yep, Bowl. They're champs. going to overtime, and yeah, they'll probably or, win it. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah. but you know, I think they're right there. Dolphins next year. We need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna win. They're gonna win with Tua. Tua saying. That he's taking judo now to learn how to fall. (laughs) But a big guest coming up next uh, next week. Monday, can't wait. Monday, it's gonna be a good one. We'll we'll promo it, but it's a it's a big one. It's a big one. See ya.